I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Rift the Sun Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shelvoff. As always, welcome by the one and only main of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future Jiu-Jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. You're going to submit Gordon Ryan any day now. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this. <laughs> we got US 297 to go over, which went down in Canada, uh, as well as a bunch of news. Um, no UFC to, to preview this week. They're taking a week off. Uh, Royal Rumble going down instead. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, as always, we are brought to you by two fantastic sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code sound off for both of them for 10% off Rogue Energy. Keep me fueled up, uh, get me through my day, whether I'm at home, at the gym, wherever it may be, or I'm watching the Chiefs win yet another playoff game because uh, Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. Um, keeps me fueled up, man. But whenever I want to chill out, I'm going to have a chill night, maybe throw on some Baldur's Gate, I'll go ahead and take some Elixir Delta Ace. And uh, you can get them for 10% off with code sound off at checkout as well. Once again, Rogue Energy and Elixir, code sound off at checkout for 10% off. Uh, look, man, last Saturday night at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, the UC heads up to Canada for the first time, uh, well, first time in Toronto since December 2018. In the main event, we had Sean Strickland and Drikas Duplessis putting on a war. In the end, it's a South African, DDP, getting the split decision win to become the UFC champion. And um, look, uh, I'd say one of the most contentious results in quite a while. Um, a lot of people saying that Sean got robbed. Sean himself saying that he got robbed. Um, cards on the table. I thought Sean Strickland uh, deserved the nod. Um, I gave him three rounds to two. Um, I, I thought, but at the same time, well, I thought Sean won. It was a razor close fight. Anybody shouting robbery uh, must have rocks for brains, um, and must have just started watching the sport recently. Uh, Angel, I know that you. We talked a little bit in the green room. You actually scored the fight for DDP. Uh, give me your thoughts on it and kind of all the controversy surrounding the main event. Oh man, well, like I told you earlier, like the night of, I I like pretty comfortably was like I think I, I think it's Streakers three one going into the into the fifth. Um, I mean, but at the same time, I was like 100% like could see how it could be 2-2 going here. And I'm like, this could be the, the defining round right here, which if that was, if that was your, your mindset at the time, then, you know, Sean would have ended up winning the fight. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, the fight concluded, the decision's about to get read out. I'm like, well, it's a close fight. I think Drakus won it, but, you know, if they give it to Sean, they give it to Sean. Card gets read out. It's Drakus. And I, you know, I'm obviously hyped because one, I get my pick right and I thought he won. Mm. Uh, it took me quite some time. I didn't go back and watch the fight instantly. I, I had kind of waited for everything to kind of play out, hear comments, you know, kind of see where, if I was in the wrong. Because uh, a lot of times, like, they're very, especially in situations like this where, like, it's, like and how, like, uh, how much, uh, how to put it, noise it's been behind this decision, you know, this past week. Like, I, I, I think that's another reason I was kind of questioning myself about it. Uh, and now I'm in a lot comfortable place about it. Now I've heard more people talk about it, and and, uh, and other and obviously fighters talk about it and give their own opinion. And us, I mean Josh, I mean the DJ, DJ the Goat said that DDP mm-hmm. won, so I feel very comfortable with that as well. You know, having him backing me as well. But uh, the night of, I thought I thought the third round was going to be the swing round. It actually ended up not being the third round. I mean, obviously on the cards, that's what ended up being the swing rounds. 
But in reality, it was the second round. I think going back and watching the fight, I think the second round was a uh, actually the big decider of the whole fight. Um, you know, just today I went back and rewatched the fight, and uh, I felt really comfortable. Like I felt really comfortable with me saying that Sean won the fight. Um, like I said, I do. I could definitely see where where a person could think that Sean won that uh that second round, and I'm not gonna sit here. I mean, like I said, it's it genuinely close that night of. If they would have run Sean, I wouldn't have been. Super in shock, and, and like I said, I thought it was DDP, and that was the result we ended up getting. By the way, these Canadian fans, dude, they are some little traitors, bro. They fucking, they mm. fucking turned their back on Sean, dude. That night, that yeah. was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, look, man. Um, look, like I get it. Yeah. You know, like they went, the guys went like seven and zero from Canada, six and zero. GSP retired. Like I know things aren't going the way. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, I get it. Um, man, that Canadian crowd was something else, man. Um, they were very, they were fired up. Um, it, it was definitely an interesting night. We got fuck, uh, fuck Trudeau chants basically every four minutes. Um, we even got some some uh, fuck Joe Biden chants, you know, which was it, interesting, man. I mean, we'll talk about this in a bit, but uh, man, it was a uh, it was a political night out there on Saturday night. It was like the fucking Republican National Convention out there, bro. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, cards on the table. Like I said, I thought DDP deserved the win. Um, I gave him. Hold on, let me rephrase. I thought Sean Strickland deserved the win over DDP. I gave uh, Sean round one, DDP uh, round like three and four, and I gave Sean two and five to kind of close it out. I mean, look, I thought it was a relatively close fight. I think you could have gone either way with it. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are, uh, you know, to, to be nice, um, showing a lot of, uh, man. Ignorance? <laughs> yeah, that's the way to put I'm trying to be really kind about it. You know, I, I've kind of said a bit in the green room where I was kind of going off a bit. But, I mean, yeah, I think they're showing a lot of ignorance. Um, I think this sport has had a massive uh, influx of new fans. And shed a lot of old fans as well, um, largely based on the fact that the UC is all in on the culture war and all in on being super politically active. And I mean, we get a Trump walkout at every single event it, for every pay-per-view event that goes on in the U.S. now. Like, car, they have their cards on the table. They're like, all right, these are the people we want to be fans of us. We don't really care. But the fights are secondary now to the drama and the shit going on. Um and I think I think the crowd perfectly reflected that, and the fan reaction has perfectly reflected that because as a fight itself. Razor thin close. Could have gone to either guy. But that's not the way fans are reacting because fans are mad and they want to be mad about the fact that my boy didn't win. So it has to be a robbery. It has to be a conspiracy. You know what I mean? That Sean Chicklin was robbed because of some ju- the judges. They robbed him. You know, oh, he's too controversial. You know, like as if the UFC, that's that's something they hate. You know, like um, I mean, and, and I think it's hard to other conversations just outside of that. I mean, this whole yeah. night had a lot of issues. You know, that's something that we didn't even really talk about you and me privately. But yeah. dude, this had a little bit of everything. Like, Maybe some questionable judging, uh, you know, uh, some stuff in women's MMA that I think needs to improve. I'm going to put <laughs> well, it out. Don't worry. We'll get on women's MMA in a minute. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, toxic fans. I mean, there's, there, there was a lot, you know, uh, rules that uh, may or may not have been enforced, rules that are old that were being used. Like, there, there was a lot going on. Uh, because then, and, and, and look, we, we, we talk about this every single year, pretty much every car, maybe every pay-per-view, every week at this point, judging, you know? And it's like, at this point, like, you know, when are we gonna see changes? If you guys wanna see change, this is the time, cause like, 
look, I, at the same time, I don't know how much of a difference the system would have made there. Like, let's say we would have been using, like, the one system or the pride system where they value the, like, it's the whole, they, they look at the overall fight, they value damage, and then, you know, the last two rounds of the, of the rounds they take heavy value into. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know how much of a difference that would have made because Sean did come out and have a big fifth round, and at the same time, DDP had also a great fourth round, right? So it still would have been close. Like, I, I don't know. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're not wrong, dude. I mean, it's just – it was an extremely, extremely close fight. And just the way that people have reacted about it just makes me feel like I'm fucking going crazy. Like, I'm not even a uh, – You might be, you know. No, I'm de- – well, let me ref- – I'm definitely fucking crazy. I'm, you know, I'm definitely a fucking loon, bro. But, I mean, as far as, like, the judging goes – I mean, you know, and here's the thing, too, is, like, people just can't separate their love for fighters from the actual fight itself. Like, I mean, I I don't like Sean Strickland. I don't. As, like, a human being, I think, take him or leave him, right? But at the same time, like, I thought he won the fight. But I'm not going to freak out about it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not. Like, it's just it's just bizarre to me. It's just bizarre. And the way that people are, like, attacking other ones, like, like for like we'll talk. I, was, I had to say this for the news section, but I guess we might as well talk about it here. Um, UFC commentator John Anik, uh, who was on the call for Sean Strickland versus DDP, recently came out and said that, you know, thanks to, you know, these, I don't, I don't want to misquote him, but he said something along the lines of these, these kind of new fans who are, these people who are the lowest common denominator are just attacking so much. It's just like, yeah, like, fuck it, I'll leave, you know, like he's, in, in a couple of years, whenever my contract's up, I'll, I'll bounce, you know, like you guys will get what you want, you know what I mean? And it's like, man. Like, as a community, imagine driving away John Anik because of a fucking decision. And I know it's more than just that. Like, I'm sure he's going through, like, what a lot, a lot of media and a lot of people are going through right now that cover the sport and see how much it's changed just in the span of two to three years. It's fucking tiring. And uh, I'm fucking tired after after that decision, bro. Like, and seeing the fan reaction. And like you mentioned, that card had a lot of other issues. Like, I feel like this card perfectly, emb- like, with like a perfect sign of everything that I personally dislike about the UFC in the year 2024. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in like in the main event, banger fight, banger fight, but a controversial decision. It was fueled by fucking politics. You know what I mean? Of just people losing their minds because they have the same politics as Sean. So that means that has to be why you know they robbed him or whatever the fuck they say. You know what I mean? A shitty co-main event that was but with a title just thrown on the line between two contenders they realistically they should have waited for Juliana Pena but they didn't because they didn't they had to build this card which had no talent beyond not no talent but a very small amount of talent compared to other pay-per-view cards they just threw this shit together co-main event like sucked main event was controversial fans were pissed coming out of it they had the main like so many fights that just didn't were not pay-per-view quality but they were on there anyway cuz they have to fill the card like, I don't know, man. Like, wh- am I being too harsh on it? What, what did you think of it? No, I mean, it was rough. I mean, it's funny because I remember Sean did his podcast with, uh, with Chris Curry. He's like, I am not going to make any fucking money off this card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. dude, that, 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 that fucking pay-per-view might have been an all-time low in recent time. I should you not. Because there's no way. I mean, look, credit to Sean if he did manage to carry it. But I, I don't know if he could have. Even, even the even the mythical power of Sean Strickland couldn't carry that card, you know. Yeah, and Sean Strickland became a star this week, um, or last week rather, by you know just kind of being himself and like I, I felt for him, you know, in in that roundabout way because like it's so clear sometimes like what the UFC wants, you know what I mean? Like 
Sean O'Malley is champ now, you know, and for his first title shot, for title defense, excuse me, they're giving him a guy who, you know, lost two of his last three, you know, they're skipping over a bunch of guys to give him that title shot because they know that a rematch with Vera would make money. And they stacked the undercard. The Sean Strickland has to fight in fucking Canada with fucking Neil Magny as the second biggest name. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so... That's just kind of the way it goes sometimes, man. I mean, look, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we covered the main event, um, you know, as, we, as well. We didn't as we talk could. a lot about Drikas. We should yeah. talk about Drikas. I think we, we should talk. Of, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because Drikas I mean, did win. You know. Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, I I gotta say, after that night, like, there's things that Sean does well that impress me. And obviously, there's, uh, you know, credit to him, right? His defense, his jab, obviously, awesome, right? But, dude, I got to give credit to Drikas because he showed me a lot of different looks. And there's a lot of things there that I liked. I came out of that fight more impressed with Drikas than I did with Sean, no matter what the result was going to be. Because of everything that Drikas showed me that night. His mm-hmm. trips, his explosive takedowns, his willingness to come forward, his his eye being swollen shut. Like, I know he has heart. I know he's willing to fight. I know he's willing to die for it, <laughs> whether that's good or bad. Like, all of that. And, and, and his game planning and everything and, 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 you know, all all he had to go through, right, to get to that moment. And then uh, making history, too, being the first South African champ, uh, being the first, uh, you know, African champ who's training directly out of Africa and coming back to Africa, you know, with the belt. I mean, all of that is history. You know, whether, you know, whatever you want to say about it, whatever, you know, like he, he's done that. You know what I mean? No one's ever going to take away that from him. And that that is awesome. And uh, just like Sean, everybody doubted him. This week he was doubted, you know. And uh, he beat all those odds, and he got to have his moment. Obviously, it has controversy, hate, you know, bigotry behind it. But, hey, man, who's the champ, baby? You know, like, credit to DDP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and credit to DDP. And I got to eat some crow here, by the way, because this motherfucker went from gassing out in three minutes to having the best cardio I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Ford, what the fuck? The whole th- dude, w key the whole time, man. Dude, he was fucking doing blast double takedowns in fucking 20, like 23 minutes into the fight. And like a year ago, he was like... Spinning back fist out of combinations to... Yeah, and he was like, a year ago, this motherfucker was like half alive after round one. Like, he was just... Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I think yeah. people need to people need to throw down that meme. Uh, I wasn't familiar with your game, you know. Like, I think that that is, uh, you know, I think I think that one uh, deserves to be here. I mean, look, I I've known the, look, I knew about Drikus, but not because of Drikus. I knew about Drikus because of his opponent, Richard Solo, two years ago. I thought that motherfucker was going to be him coming to UFC, ended up going to one, and set his issues at one, and uh, you know, things haven't necessarily gone his way. But hey, man, hopefully he can get that together. And hey, you, you know, one of the guys he did beat because. I mean, the series is 1-1 against those guys. Drikas ended up getting the first one. Roberto Soldich ended up getting the second one. Mm-hmm. People who don't know, Murda Soldich, um, KS1, KS1 fighter, uh, KSW fighter, now at one, uh, who had a big rivalry with uh, Drikas a mm-hmm. few years back now. But re- regardless, like, dude, like, I didn't, even then, like, I, I, I didn't, look, think, or think much about Drikas back then. I, I knew of him, and then he made it to UFC, and even then I really didn't think much of him. But when he started winning, I was like, and people were down, I'm like, guys, do not sleep on this guy. This guy has fucking skills, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I thought of that Francis Ngannou clip when he's on the Joe Rogan podcast the second time around, where uh, he, he's, meant, he's talking about Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury's like, uh, 
you know, they're joking around at the first press conference. He's like, look at me, I'm a pig. You know, I'm, I'm fat. And he's like, <laughs> and, and Francis is like, you can't fool me. I know you have skills. Dude, I, I, that's so funny. I saw that exact, like, clip yesterday. <laughs> so that's hilarious. I don't know why it came back on my feed, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, dude. Drikas is, uh, he's the real deal, dude. I mean, he's definitely a guy that I was not on board as fast as a lot of other people were. Um, and you were somebody who, who targeted him a long time ago. So, um, yeah, man, he's definitely like, man, he's, he's, I feel like I can't really tell if like we were all just wrong about him or if he's drastically getting better fight to fight. You know what I, I think mean? He's, like, I think he's definitely gotten better. Like, there's I think it's a combination of both, probably. Like, yeah. think about it. Going from the Brad Tavares fight to the Robert Woodworker fight, like, different. it almost seems like a different human being in some ways. Yeah. I fully agree with you, dude. It does look like a different human being. Like, I, like he's just, like like I said, I don't know if it's a surgery or just maybe we devalued yeah, dude, people, him. And they know, were trying like, to shit talk him, man. They were. They were dropping that Darren Till fight, which I did see this clip come out, which is like, guys, we have to have a conversation. Maybe Darren Till wasn't that washed. <laughs> Bro, I've I've said that I've said this since that fight happened. Like, he nearly beat him. Like heading into round three, I remember like he got he got fucked up in round one. But then round two, he came back. He easily won it. It looked like he was gonna he was gonna get the win. He was winning round three, but then he just ended up on the bottom, got choked out. That's the way it goes sometimes. But yeah, I mean, he nearly won that fight. He, he nearly won the Brunson fight too. Like, and the Whitaker <laughs> fight. Like, Darren Dell's fucking elite, and that's why it pisses me off that he's like. I, I oh yeah I'm gonna go get released so I can do a boxing match and then nobody wanted to box him and now he's just let him box there until now he's just stuck in limbo. He's, yeah he is he is it, it honestly really sucks for him. So uh, you know it is what it is it is what it is. Um, anyways man I think we should move on to coming event because we we mentioned it and we we brought it up a fair bit but I alluded to it I mean um, it's very rare watching fighting that a fight will actually meet the expectations going into it and folks Raquel Pennington versus Myra Buena Silva was exactly as fucking bad as we had expected it to be I really didn't expect that to be possible uh but yeah it was it was terrible it was terrible um what did you make of it Ultimate Rocky picks up a unanimous decision win uh four rounds to one um Myra Buena Silva gas basically instantly what, what did you make of it I can't make the comments I made off air, but uh, <laughs> dude, I was I was disappointed. I really I really rooted for, for both these gals. I really did. I wanted them to succeed. I thought they were going to put on a great fight. Um, and to be honest, like even knowing both gal, even knowing well, one of the gals in reality, in my opinion, did what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And look, one of, and the other one was trying. You know, you could you could piece who's who right in this conversation, but. uh it just it ended up falling short, and I thought I thought they were going to deliver. Man, I was I was really pulling for these gals, and it just did not end up going that way. It ended up being such a disappointing fight, uh, you know. And and there were some issues in the fight where maybe some not best MMA IQ decisions being made. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Myra Buena Silva falling short. I thought she was gonna this was be her moment, man. She was looking good on her on her way to the title. Uh, we knew that at some point she was going to probably fight for a title in this division just because of the state of the division. And uh, if she had me, man, she had me believing in her. You know, all this fight week, she she had a little order to her that I was just down for. And, like, I, I, I changed my pick. I thought it was going to be 
I went Rocky Pennington to begin with, but I was like, you know something, fuck it. This is a new generation. I think I think Myra Bonasova is going to get it done. She's a finisher. She's hungry. She's a dog. And look, she did show good stuff. Like I thought, I thought her elbows in the clinch and coming out of the clinch were great. Her sub attempts were. She had some legitimately good sub attempts in there that were deep, just didn't end up getting it. Uh, there was moments and kind of like kind of the MMA IQ thing to go the other way around for for Rocky. Like she fell into those positions where she could have been subbed. You know, giving Myra Bordasilva a door to, you know, come back into the fight. And, uh, yeah, it, it just ended up, it ended up disappointing on so many levels. Uh, I mean, I think in, in recent time, Josh, as far as title fights, this is one of the, one, one of the, one of the letdowns, you know, I think the other one in, in recent time that comes off the top of my head may, uh, probably, uh, Izzy Cannoneer, you know, like kind of a, like one that wasn't, just wasn't very good, you know. Like Izzy ended up winning the fight. I was, you know, did his part, but just a uh, kind of a letdown. And this one is a little different because, you know, the final image you get of that title fight with Rocky and Myra Bonasilva is Myra Bonasilva on her back, butt scooting. Well, not even butt scooting. Just, just no, nope, just sitting there, just sitting there. You not know? getting up, not trying to do anything. <laughs> you know, we didn't get that. uh you know, DDP come forward, give it all, you know, even Sean Strickland letting her hands go fifth round. You know, and then I'm not saying that this is the smartest decision, right? I'm not saying, but she was losing that fight. She was very clearly losing that fight, you know? Where, where was that fucking, you know, on your back, Chad Mendes, Conor McGregor on top, you know, on, on bottom, stand up, get him out of there, you know, where was that Israel Adesanya come out of the corner in the fifth, you know, I'm ready to die for this. Like, we did not have any of that in that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. That Juliana Pena second round finish of Amanda Nunes, you know, where where was that moment? You know, to, to kind of like not include all the men, but also have a woman moment in there as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, that fight was just everything wrong, man. It was everything wrong with the current state of women's MMA. I mean, you had, I saw Ryan Clark uh, go on DC and RC, and he was like, they should just get rid of the whole division. You know, honestly, yeah, like, he, 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 which, was, he was that he was that hardcore about it. Which which sounds bad, but at a certain point, it is true that if these are the best that this division has to offer, then this means that, that division is so so bad that it's like, what are we? It's a disservice to put them on the same like Strickland and Duplessis. Some people were like, oh, you know, that was the greatest title fight I've ever seen. Not going to go that far with it. Um, but it was a very good fight. It was a very good championship fight. And Raquel Pennington and Mara Solo, they were on the same night, just one fight before. And it's like, if you would have put that fight on the prelims, and you just didn't, and you shouldn't call them a championship fight, you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the number two and three of the division. So, uh, look, I mean, that was a terrible fight. Um, and I th- I don't know who the onus is on. I think the onus is on the UFC for booking that fight because everybody knew going in what that was going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what the craziest part of it is? We'll talk about this in a bit. They could have just waited, like, three months and did Kayla Harrison versus Holly Holm for the title. And you don't know one probably would have had an issue with that either. No, no, they wouldn't have. Because, like, it's not like, like, yeah, Myra Bonasilva beat Holly Holm, but, like, she tested positive. She failed the drug test afterwards. They just said, fuck it, and gave her the title shot. Like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew going into it that it was going to be a bad fight, and it was somehow topped expectations of being a worse fight than people expected. That's you know what, I will, I will say one other thing, too, that's yeah. kind of a little bit of devil's avocado here. 
you know, I was listening to, I think, Bisping and Anthony Smith talk about this. You know, they also said they think there was, uh, for my report, it's still like inexperience showed. Yeah. Yeah, that was another thing. It wasn't just, you know, just fight and technique related. There, there was a, and I, and I definitely did agree with that comment. I think there was something there because look, they put it in there, in there, and look, in hindsight for me, right? They put it, cause for me, I thought, for my hope was like she was gonna be what we thought she was gonna be, right? Uh, and, and whatever that was, I don't know. Like, I, for me, I thought she was gonna get to finish. I thought she was gonna come out of here and have this big moment that ended up happening. But they, they put her in there with this gal who's, who's a fucking vet, you know, like she knows, I think I actually heard it. I can't, I don't know who worded it, but it's like at this point in time, Rocky Pennington knows who she is, you know, or we know who Rocky Pennington is. You know, she is what she is. It's not going to change. Myra Bonasova is still young and growing and, and changing and evolving and is not a finished product yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's largely why I picked, um, you know, Raquel Pennington to win this fight. And I wasn't that shocked with the result itself. It's just, man, I just, I can't get past the fact that that fight was as bad as it was. I mean, it was, it was just incredible to me. It was incredible. Cause like, here's the reality. Like, like you said, it didn't even, it didn't even resemble a title fight, man. Like, Myra Bonasova, I understand she was tired, man, but just like. Dude, if you take title, if you take title out of that fight and you tell me that's a regional uh, women's MMA fight, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. I, 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 that's, I'm, I'm really sounding like an asshole right now, but. No, 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 it, you're not. No, you know, you're not. You're not. Dude, we, I covered Invicta. Like, 15 events or some shit. Like, and I loved it. But, like, dude, if they would have put that fight on an Invicta card, I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And it was a regional title on the line, it'd be like, okay, yeah. you know. And that's the fight you got. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, like, Mara Silva like, just sitting on her back, letting time, you know, tick away as, like, the fight. And Raquel Pennington, too, I'm not going to let her off the hook, either. She could have easily have gotten a finish. Just separate. Just separate, for the love of God. Separate from the clinch. Or if you're going to take her down, try and get the finish from the top. Marbona Silva had nothing. She had nothing left. If she would have just postured up and landed some punches, it's over. But she couldn't do that. And it's just like, man. I, I, and, and the worst part of it is, is like, man, if Rocky would have won this fight, I would have be, been glowing about her. You know what I mean? Because I really want to – I like Rocky Pennington as a person. I think he's a fighter. She's been around since women's bantamweight has been a thing in the UFC, and she scratched and clawed to get this opportunity. And it's a great fucking story if, if she would have put a stamp on this performance, and she didn't. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. I mean, I think the only nice thing is that she got her moment, right? She got her title. Her family was there. She's going to get life-changing money, right? But Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean that's all I got to say about it. Winner, I mean uh, Rocky Pennington, Juliana Pena next probably, right? You know. Well, Josh, I mean, you, you said it earlier. I mean, we do have a fight coming up soon, so. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we could just segue into that if you want. I mean. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. We won't fully get into. I mean, I don't know, but uh, fuck it, you know, so be it. Yeah. I, I mean, it got announced. Uh, what was it now? Two two nights ago now. Yeah, two nights ago. Yeah. Uh, Kayla Harrison is officially a UFC fighter. She will be fighting at 135 against Holly Holm at UFC 300. Yeah, the UFC just dropped their balls on the table on this one. I gotta, I, I'll give them credit, dude. There's nothing like just whipping out your cock, dude, and surprising someone. Honestly, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm just putting it how it is. That's, that's honestly how I felt. Yeah, I mean, dude, this was, say what you will about Kayla Harrison. I know not everybody's a big fan of her. I, I genuinely find her entertaining. Like that Invicta fight she had, where she was actually allowed to use elbows and just murdered that poor girl. 
very entertaining. She's had some great fights, right? Um, but, you know, and I see a lot of people downplaying her signing. But, dude, biggest fucking power move I've ever seen. Biggest, biggest power move. Because, you know, the PFL, Don Davis, he's like, oh, you know, we're the co-leader. We're the number. We're, you know, we're with the UFC. We're tied for number one. And then uh, they were like, you know what, buddy? We're going to come in. We're going to come in, fucking drop our dick on the table and take your biggest homegrown star. Fuck it. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> that's exactly what they did, you know? Um, and look, Holly Holm is an opponent. I like it a lot, man. I like it a lot. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Holly Holm, she's so boring. And, you know, she's definitely had some stinkers. But, I mean, for women's bantamweight, this is the fight they needed. Two two women who are big stars in on UFC 300, a big stage, too. And, you know, obviously... Pennington versus Pena seemed like the fight that was going to happen. But at the same time, there's, I mean, I really do think if, if Kayla Harrison comes in and gets a big win, there's no way that you can't give her a title shot next. You know what I mean? They have to do it. We don't know what attention or pop she's going to get or build up, right? Because, like, she's announced, she's here, but it's like when the fight actually happens and everything goes down and it's at UFC 300, and if she has a big moment, and look, I think Kayla's actually capable of being good on the mic. Like, she's been on the mic a few times, and she's given us a little bit. I think in the UFC, she could take it to another level, and she could really become a star. I genuinely believe it. People, hmm. there, There's people saying that they're like, I don't know if Kayla can. I don't know if she will. But I think if she puts in the effort and the UFC puts in effort to I genuinely think Kayla can make herself a decent-sized star. At, at least, like, a Valentina Shevchenko, you know, or a Weili Zhang, like, you know, to kind of compare it to other guys. Like, that level of attention, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, or, or even like Rose, too, in her own way, just like that. Yeah, they don't need Kayla Harrison to come in to be a Brock Lesnar-level signing. They just need her to come in and do anything to get attention to this division that's terrible. Like, it, she's she's in a good spot right now, man. I mean, I, I truly believe that. Like, she's not going to be Ronda Rousey, but, I mean, she's going to give this division life. It, it, it's, it's funny, though, because she's... You, you could argue she's already had a in, in, in some in a different way a better career than Ronda, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, MMA is a little different, you know what I mean? But Jude, but as a judoka, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, two two. I mean, I believe that she has two. And, two and, and Kayla's Kayla's MMA career isn't over, so there's still time. That's the fun thing about it, man. Is Kayla Harrison? She's 32, 33, I believe. But she's 32, 33 with only one real fight to her name. I mean, she's not, I mean, she has, she's like 18 and one or some shit at this point. But like, that, she's only had one real fight, which was that trilogy fight with Larissa Pachenko, where she actually got tested. And she, she came out with a loss, but that fight was razor thin as well. Super close one. And she rebounded, obviously, later on. But, I mean, yeah, man, I think Kayla Harrison's the real deal. I think, um, yeah, man, it's it's going to – I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. I know a lot of people are doing their jokes, and I get it, but Kayla Harrison is – she's a real deal, dude. She's good on the mic. She is, um, you know, she has some star power along with her. I mean, think about how many people are able to make their name without – before fighting in the UFC. It doesn't happen. So, um, at least not in today's, you know, MMA game. It's very rare. And Kayla Harrison, I think, is probably the biggest star outside of the UFC – Barring a Francis Ngannou who left the UFC, you know what I mean? So they got her. And, you know, and Don Davis going out there saying that, like, oh, you know, we decided not to stand in the way of Kayla Harrison signing with the UFC. On one hand, I'm like, 
good. You know, you're 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 going to be an advocate for the fighters, like you guys say. On the other hand, bro, you're just going to let her walk to your main competitor when you're finally getting some buzz, man. What are you doing? So, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I, that's all I got about it. You got you got any final thoughts on it before we go ahead and move on? No, but it's like, do you think they'll they'll do okay? I think we didn't even really get to it too much right there. But yeah. do you think Akela is to be Holly Holm? Or, you know, not even necessarily Holly Holm, but whoever wins that fight uh, gets the next shot at the title. If it's Kaylee, yes. If it's Holly, no. Really? You think if Holly think, wins, they don't give it to her? I think if Holly wins, they'll give it to her, but they're going to have Juliana Pena go first. Because they would rather have Juliana Pena uh, versus uh, Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington versus Holly Holm 3. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think... Like, I think if Kayla wins, they're absolutely going to give her the shot because, I mean, Raquel Pennington, I mean, uh, she's a sitting Duckers champ. No offense, I really like her a lot as a human being, but as a champ, that's what she is. Um, she's in that Nico Montano spot where, like, everybody knows whenever, like, the real, the real big fighters actually start coming through, it's going to be tough. Um, and she already has two losses to Holly, and neither one of those fights are really competitive. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if Holly wins... They'll, they'll run Juliana Pena, so that way they can have, like... Because Pena home is actually a relatively big fight, I still feel like. That, that's, that would get some attention on it. Well, and uh, Juliana would sell it, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, dude, Juliana Pena, I, I gotta say it, she's won me over. I mean, like, she, she's she's won me over in the last year or two, bro. I mean, she was the only... Even then, she went on, like, the MMA hour during fight week. She's like, you know... Uh, happy to announce that, you know, uh, you know, Shatara will be fighting a block of void for the title. You know, like, just giving him shit. And she's, but she was correct. She's like, these two girls are doing nothing to promote this fight. I'm trying my best, you know? So it's like, yeah, I like Juliana Pena, man. Um, if they, if Holly Holm wins that fight, they'll go Pena, Pennington. If Harrison wins, dude, fuck it. It's off to the races. I mean, Kayla Harrison fighting for the title immediately. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how it goes because you know Kayla Harrison is a huge favorite. She's opened as a minus five hundred. But this is the first uh, time making one thirty five. Yeah, that's inter- that's the thing that's interesting to me because I think like on paper I, I'd pick Kayla Harrison to win this fight, but there's so many questions. I mean, the one thirty five cut is a big one, and apparently she had did according to Abde- Ali Abdelaziz, which you know, take it for what it's worth. She said he said that she had a test weight cut, and everybody was happy with how it turned out. So. And not even you know. just that, is Kayla still the same fighter at 135 that she is at 145 and 155? Exactly. Because exactly. we say with Pacheco, Pacheco does not have, like, she still has, she can still crack at 45. But at 55, dude, Pacheco is, like, <laughs> Francis Ngannou to these women. She's a fucking monster, dude. Honestly. Yeah, you know, like, that, that's the other thing. Yeah. I completely agree. Dude. I completely agree. So it's uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be very interesting to see. By the way, shout out Pacheco, man, getting that tight work fight. I know it's off topic, but like, I gotta give some love. I gotta give. Some no, love. I completely agree with you. I completely agree. I'm very happy that she's gonna get that. She, she deserves it, man. She really does deserve it. You know, if there's if there's a, if there's a girl out there who deserves a huge fight right and, now, this and Pacheco's young, she could still always come back to the UFC. That's true. That's true. She's that's the thing that also kind of fucks me up too. Isn't she only like thirty? Like she's very young. 29 for oh my god she's in her 20s oh dude i love dude, i love me some larissa pacheco bro i don't give a fuck you know i mean i think she's the most entertaining woman on the planet right now so um yeah pacheco versus dude pacheco versus cyborg might be on my list of most look forward to fights in 2024 i hope that that pfl can get it done i don't disagree i mean that hey man we're only a month away 
Yeah. So, um, anyways, man. Um, yeah, happy to see Kayla finally in the UFC. It's about damn time. But, uh, anyways, go ahead and move on because we do gotta, we gotta, gotta finish recapping UFC 297. Admittedly, uh, like I said, the star power essentially dropped up a fucking cliff after the main event. Um, but also on the main card was the return of Neil Magny. Dude, entering is a huge underdog. And for two rounds, he looked exactly like the underdog that people thought. Mike Mallott seemed like the real fucking deal, Holyfield. He was battering him. But in round three, Neil Magny, with 15 seconds left, he gets on top of him in a scramble and just starts dropping bomb after bomb after bomb, gets the stoppage win. And, dude, Neil Magny, I don't think he'll get the respect. I think maybe it'll take some time. He's going to be 37 in August. I feel like he's in that Jim Miller, ter- Jim Miller territory where we should start talking about Hall of Fame. This motherfucker has been around for over a decade now, has most wins in UFC welterweight history. I mean, the most fights in UFC welterweight history. I mean, this guy, this guy just keeps on somehow doing it, and he got his first stoppage win here uh, since 2018. What did you make of it, man? That's veteranship right there, man. That is a vet right there. Like that, that's what it was. I mean, look, a, a mistake on, uh, Malat's part, right? Going for the leg lock. And then, uh, obviously Magni taking advantage of that and uh, getting the fucking ground and pound finish. Wow. I mean, look, he was, Mike Malat was just, all he had to do was survive somehow, man. Survive. Look, it would have looked bad, but he would have started. If you could have survived, you know, he had his two first rounds in the bag. He was looking like the Canadian prospect they wanted. He was going to be, he was going to get one for Canada and ends up falling short, Josh. I mean, look, once again, another shit show. You know, you have this full Canadian card, well, not full Canadian card, this card in Canada with a fair bit of Canadian fighters and, you know, your, your guy who's from Canada that you're trying to build up fails in the most almost dramatic, I, I, I get, I mean, it was dramatic fashion. Yep. I mean, look, it, look, it is what it is. No, I, 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 I am not gonna shit. I'm not gonna shit on Mike Malott because look, for like, for for like 29 minutes, my man was looking good. Yeah. Or not 29 minutes. For, for, for 14 for, minutes, yeah. For 14 minutes, he was looking on point. You know, it seemed like he 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 had it, and uh, he was gonna be ranked. Like it, it was there. You know, it, they gave him the alley oop, but you know there was an. Uh, he, he threw it down, but the ball came out, you know, like he just did it count as a basket, did it not? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I mean you, gotta, you gotta love the, the Neil Magny though. That, you're right. You gotta give credit. Is he, you know, I, I, I wanna use this cause, cause I've, I've mentioned him before, a guy who's never gonna get love. Is he welterweight's half fail of Senso? In, no. I think a Sunsao might have been better, right? Like I, I think I think Rafael Sunsao should have been UFC champion. I think there was like there was in, in like the I guess it would have been probably like 2013, I'd say. Like I think he was even supposed to fight for the title, but then he, like he lost the title. I, I mean, I, I yeah, he okay. So he was supposed to fight Henan Barrow, a UFC 173, but then that's whenever TJ Dillashaw stepped in. Oh, the CEO of EPF. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he had, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, and I think a Sunset wins that fight. I mean, I, I think Rafael Sunset, so it's a little bit different, but I get your point. I get your point. I mean, Neil Magny has been a ranked fighter for as long as I've been watching MMA. And that's something that is, 
it's that's unreal to think about. You know what I mean? Like he was, like he struggled when he first got here, admittedly, but like I mean he's been essentially ranked nonstop for a decade. So he's that guy, pal. And I love I love me some Neil Magny, man. And watching that uh, Ian Gary fight was so depressing. You know, um, like he just got the shit kicked out of him. But this one here, man, he showed you why he's a veteran. He showed you why he's been in the UFC for a decade, and he's still killing it. So, and look, Mike Mallott, dude. Um, I'm not. I don't know about you, but I really don't take too much away from. Not, like, I, I don't. I still think he's still a very good guy. Oh yeah, you can. This is fixable. Like, it's not unredeemable, right? Like, he was yeah. winning the fight. Yeah, up I mean, until was, that mistake, right? That leg lock attempt. Exactly. I mean, he was kicking the shit out of him. Like, it was. It was. It wasn't even very close either. But then he just. Yeah, he gassed, and, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, he you got to think about this, too. I mean, this guy, that was the first time he was ever going to go to decision. I don't know if you know that or not. He finished every single fight he's been involved in. So, um, ex- well, obviously, he, he got knocked out by Hakeem Dawudu, like, years ago. But outside of that, like, he's finished at, every at single 45 fight. At 45, too, so. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he's uh he's the real deal. First time going to decision, he just fucked it up at the end. It is what it is. He's bad. He'll be back. 32 years old, but. A very, um, you know, he there's not a lot of miles on that 32 year old body, so we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, next up on UC 297, Chris Curtis, man, a friend of the show, the Action Man, uh, getting a split decision win over Mark Andre Barriolt. Um, you know, controversial. I some people thought that Barriolt won. I thought it was a clean 29-28 for our, for our boy Chris Curtis. What did you make of it? No, we saw it. It was a fun fight. I mean, it's kind of how I expected it to go. I thought Mark Andre Barrel was maybe going to give me a little bit more. I didn't try to like give him a little bit of a a love on the show and be like, guys, don't don't doubt Mark Andre Barrel. Maybe you could come out here and do something. I got a little odd feeling. Didn't end up going that way. Chris Curtis ended up uh, getting getting one back. Uh, you know, just pretty pretty uh, routine stuff here. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too many thoughts on this. You know, I, I saw that uh, he was pissed off at the commentary. For this one, um, which I kind of get, you know, I thought I thought Don Cruz was a little bit harsh, but at the same time, you know, that's just kind of who Don Cruz is. Um, yeah, I mean, solid win for Chris Curtis. Happy to see him back. I mean, he needed this one. Um, obviously, coming off a no contest and then a loss, so we'll, I'm, I'm down to keep on, you know, seeing the action man get some big fights. Man, big fan of Chris Curtis. Um, opening up the main card, this was another controversial one, man. Uh, in the end. It was Mosar Ilowev getting a 29-28, uh, 29-28 across the board, winning by unanimous decision. This fight was weird, man. Um, you know, some people thought Arnold Allen won. There was a part in the third round, I believe, whenever Arnold Allen landed a knee, which they checked on the replay, and it was legal. And the referee didn't think it was legal. And who knows, had had those knees would have stood, maybe Arnold Allen gets a knockout win, so on and so forth. Very weird fight. What did you make of it? How did you score it? And so on and so forth. I think I think it was Mozart. I don't think there's any controversy there. I think the main controversy came from the from the knees, right? Yeah. Because that obviously was a, a big moment. You know, was it legal? Was it not legal? Um, also, this we, we found out Canada was using a rule set from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it both hands down? Is it what, just one hand? You know, he's picking him up, and the you know, and so is he. You know, he's putting the hand down at the same time, like. There was a lot there, man. You know, this, this is what I'm saying. This is another another shit show so, of things that happened on that night. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people give Mozart a lot of shit that night for that fight. I still think 
guys, this guy has skills. Same with Arnold Allen. Like, you know, unfortunately for him, just a, he's in a tough spot, right? Like these, these losses that, you know, he's acquired and now they're putting him in a tough position, but I, I, he's 30. There's time. He's capable of coming back from this. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he did, and like I said, it's a little unfortunate for him, but I, I don't, don't, don't get a, if there's someone out there who likes Arnold Allen, do not, uh, and, or, or maybe has, doesn't know how to feel after this play. This guy's still a talented kid. He has something there. It's just a matter of just getting it and putting it together and, and overcoming this moment. I hope we see Arnold Allen again this year. Uh, cause he's good. I mean, I, I, uh, back last year when he fought Max Hall, when he was going to fight Max Hallway, I was, uh, I was like, damn, this, <laughs> I was a little worried. Mm-hmm. This is the, I was like, oh, this might be the moment, right? Uh, and Max ended up coming through and getting the decision, but look, he ended up giving him a good fight, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I will say that some people did think that, uh, Arnold Allen did deserve the win. Uh, if you check out MMA decisions, it's, uh, it's a minority, definitely, but there was definitely some people who thought, uh, he deserved the nod. I mean, look. Um, well, Josh, in that case, Myra Buena Silva was robbed. Did anybody score that on there? Dude, if anybody gave that scorecard. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. The closest was somebody giving 48 47 Pennington. But, yeah, yeah, as I say, you, that person might be mentally ill if they gave that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought, uh, I thought, uh, Mozart Illoweb deserved the win, um, by decision. I gave him rounds, uh, one in. One and two, I think, if I remember correctly. Or it, honestly, I, this fight was really fucking forgettable. I'm not even gonna lie with you. I mean, it felt like most of this fight just took place in the clinch. Not a whole lot going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, from what I remember, uh, Mozart deserved the win. Um, I did not rewatch this one. I don't think I ever will. Dana was shitting on this fight really hardcore in the post. Which was weird. It's weird as fuck. Just you know. Yeah, I mean, it was a forgettable fight, but I've seen a lot worse too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt bad for Arnold Allen because it looked like those knees were legal, and if those knees were legal, then the whole fight gets changed. But it is what it is, man. That's that's the way it is. At 145, most are he's a real deal, man. So I was not uh, not surprised that that fight was that close. But anyways, man. Uh, you know, I think we should go ahead and hit the prelims next. Which fights do you most want to talk about? There were some uh, big performances. Yeah, we got to talk about fight of the night, which ended up going to the wrong person. I've been in Ramon Tavares versus Sidi Sidi. Yeah. Uh, dude, fucking banger. Fight of the year contender already. I know it's early on. I don't think he'll stay as number one. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think he'll change, obviously, because it's, I mean, we're, we're literally just in January of 2024, so subject to change. But fuck, man, this was a fun fight. Like, if, if you haven't watched that one, Josh, or only watch, I, I would yeah. recommend going back. I did see that fight. I saw that fight on a, uh, a small TV at a bowling alley on Saturday night. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I, that fight was pretty fucking wild, man. And that was a fight that I even mentioned, too. Like, you know, oh, these guys just fought in the contender series. A bit weird they matched them up. They they fucking matched them up for a reason, man. Uh, they got to give, give them a trilogy, dude. Dude, just book it straight afterward. Just have them three fights against each other. Fuck it. You know? Three straight I fights. Want, I'd be down for it. I want to see those guys fight again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um Anyways, man, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, definitely it was a great fight. Uh, it was a weird night. It was a weird night, man. Um, we said that a couple times. Sean Woodson apparently sounds like Charles Jourdain to the crowd in Canada, man. Uh, <laughs> and the referee, too. Um, that was the funniest thing I've seen in quite a while. I, we've not seen a fuck-up like that in quite a long time, dude. Uh, and now, I mean, because Bruce Bauer, some people put that on Bruce, but Bruce announced it as, as, as uh, 
<laughs> as Sean Woodson. So um, I don't understand. Maybe it was just the acoustics in the arena or some shit. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty wild stuff. Um, yeah, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, Jillian Robertson, I love seeing her pick up a win. Um, love, love the Savage, one of the few Canadians to win on uh, on Saturday night. In fact, it was the all can- women who won. You know, the Canadian women came out, dude. It was the guys who failed. Exactly. Jasmine Jazdavicius, I mean, made putting history. on a fucking clinic. Yeah. Yeah, what, what did you make of, of her against Priscilla Cachoeira? Well, the fact that, yeah, that Priscilla Cachoeira has taken the two worst ass meetings in UFC history, I mean, that's... uh. That's something, man. That's something. I mean, I I don't I don't think you'd be proud of that, but definitely shows you're tough. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's killer be killed, and most of the time she's getting killed. I mean, that's just. What, what were the fight stats? I mean, it was something ridiculous, Josh. Like the, a rare guys, the legendary ultra rare ten seven was given out. I know, which is so rare. So rare. I mean, I'm pulling up the stats right now, dude. Um, it was if I can this will this will work with me. If you see if you see stats website, will work with me a little bit. It was 26 strikes to 326. So, yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Beat the shit out of her. So, uh, yeah, man. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um. That was a well earned performance that night, by the way. Yeah, exactly, dude. She deserved it. So, um, anyways, man. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, as far as UC 297 goes, it was an okay card. Um, I'm not going to remember it in T minus a week. Any closing thoughts on it? Not much, man. Like, it was just a, it was a shit show. It was a shit show of a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It was a, uh, it was a shit show of a weekend. Um, Man, coming off of, we had Colby Covington, UC 296, Sean Strickland, 297. Some of the most toxic, like, like, toxic weeks in MMA history. I feel like back to back, dude. I mean, well, not back to back. I guess, like, month, back to back pay per views, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, insane, dude. Absolutely. I mean, do you you think it's going to get any better (laughs) from here? I mean, 298 doesn't have, 298, Volk, Taporia, there's no shit talk, really. Just two guys who are at the top of their game. I think that one would be pretty chill. I think I think whatever Sean fights, Sean O'Malley, I think it's going to get pretty bad again. Just like a lot of these newer stars, they just bring out some of the worst people, you know? But I don't know, man. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, anyways, man, anyways. I think we should go ahead and uh, move on to some news because there is no USC to cover. One championship has a card going down, which actually should be uh, should be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I mean we're gonna mostly talk about news. Is you know a fair bit of it has come out this week. Um, and this is this, we obviously we mentioned John Anik potentially leaving the UFC. We mentioned Kayla Harrison go ahead and she signed the UFC. Also happened at UFC 297 or coming out of UFC 297. Um, Frankie the Answer Edgar will be going into the UFC Hall of Fame this summer. The former lightweight champion retired. Uh, two years ago now, um, look, one cha- one uh, fights in three different divisions, challenged for titles in two different divisions, and uh, look, just an incredible career. What do you think about Frankie Edgar going into the UFC Hall of Fame? Absolutely well deserved. Absolutely well deserved. I mean, this is this a hundred percent he deserves this uh, this this award, this accolade. I mean, look, he did. 
you forget like this is something I think I we, we talked about a long time ago. People, I think like probably this era, maybe the like or in kind of around this era of time, people forget that Frankie Edgar was one one fifty five champ, mm-hmm. five foot six. Frankie Edgar was one fifty five champ and was killing it. Beat BJ Penn back to back in two thousand ten. Four months apart. Mm-hmm. And then followed that up by fighting Gray Maynard twice. And they fought Benson Henderson twice right after that. Like, that's insane. That's an insane mm-hmm. run. He had fights with Hermes Franca too. Like, he has fought some of the best of the best to, to, to go through sport. I mean, Jose Aldo, Cub Swanson, Uriah Faber, Chad Mendes, uh, uh, Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway. Like, there's so many. I mean, he, the, he leaves. No questions unanswered. You know, he he's done it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's, that's the way to put it, man. I mean, I don't like you said, I don't think too many fans, too many, but like uh, a fair bit of them don't even know that he was not only a fighter of lightweight, but fucking lightweight champ. Like, I mean, and, and even then, like the way his reign started was he beat BJ Penn back in the day. And a lot of people, it's one of those decisions that's been lost to time, but a lot of people at the time, Thought BJ won. It was a really bad decision. That's what most people thought at the time. Um, and then you know what happened? They fought in the rematch, and Frankie fucking 50 40 40. I mean, just dominated. BJ Penn at the top of this game. And uh, never really looks back. I mean, he lost the title to Benson Henderson. Those were very controversial fights. And just a guy who was willing to fight outside of you know the range of what he probably should have been able to and just pick up win after win. And for that, he's going to the Hall of Fame. And he couldn't, you know. Nobody's more deserving than Frankie the Edgar Ant. You know what I mean? Like it just—I <laughs> fucked up his name. You get my point. You know what I mean? Just, just an absolute legend, man. Uh, the answer, Frankie Edgar, just an absolute legend. Happy to see him going in. And uh, man, it, it feel, do you feel kind of old now? Whenever you see guys like Edgar and Aldo going in there, like last year it was Aldo, and just this year Edgar, just guys who we kind of grew up watching. Does it make you feel kind of old? It's part of the it's how the sport is, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. Anyways, man, I think we should go ahead and uh, move on um, because this is a funny one that I kind of threw in there, but I, I, it was very big news. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, is he's, he may not be the head of the table, but he is one of the heads at the boardroom. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is now a part of the TKO Group Board of Directors, I believe, Look, um, it's a chair. It's a chair position. He will help be running the UFC and the WWE, um, which is one of the weirdest fucking realities that we're living in. Uh, what, what do you think about Dwayne Johnson having uh, influence in the UFC these days? I mean, he's a fan, right? I mean, he he, he likes the sport. He has some. Inter- By the way, dear, did you ever see that clip when he went on the on Joe Rogan? He said that he at one point thought about fighting MMA, but I, I'm people were like, did he? Is he just saying that to get Joe hyped up? <laughs> I mean, he said that for. I mean, look, dude, the Rock, the Rock says a lot of shit that like is questionable these days. He just he just lies about things for some reason, or at least it, like he it seems like he's lying about shit for some reason. Like, he's been seen at UFC events as far back as, like, 2004. Like, he's been – he's a real fan, so I, I can buy that story. And he was he was in the, in the WWE at the same time that Ken Shamrock was. He was very, very close with Ken. Um, so it's possible that they talked about it, which is what he said. 
and then he was war- Ken told him like, "No, nah, don't fucking do it. Like, it's not worth it." You know, so and he wasn't um, wrong. Yeah, no, it wasn't wrong. Hey, it worked out in the end. I mean, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, WWE champion, movie star, businessman, president. No, <laughs> <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, brother. Um, jokes aside, good for Dwayne, man. I mean, I don't know if we talked about this, but he's gonna play Mark Kerr in the Smashing Machine. Yeah, for, I heard about that. Yeah, for A24. It's going to be directed by the Safties who made Uncut Gems. Dwayne is fucking moving up in the world, dude. He's going for that Oscar now, you know? Like, he's... Dude, that might be a... That, if, they do, if, those, if those guys do that shit right, that could exactly. be good. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. I think he's going for that Oscar. I think that's why he's doing it, you know? Like, he had Black Adam, which everybody hated, and then it's no mystery that after... Black Adam came out. Everybody hated it. And he's like, you know what? First movie back, I'm going to go work with A24 and the Safties on this fucking tearjerker, Iron Claw-esque movie. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, it's not as depressing as Iron Claw, but if you guys... By the way, have you ever seen, like, The Smashing Machine, like, the the 2002 documentary? I saw it years ago, yeah. I need to go watch it. I I have it. Yeah, it's... However depressing you think it's going to be heading in, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So... It, it it shows the entire downfall of Mark Kerr. I mean, it, it's easy to forget, but he really was one of those early guys in MMA that were like, damn, this guy is here? Like, this motherfucker is in this sport? Like, this guy looks like a Greek god. He's, he's very proficient, you know what I mean? He's a great finisher, but just drugs and mental, his own mental demons brought him down. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm so looking forward to that fucking movie, man. But, yeah, I mean, good for, good for The Rock, man. Good for The Rock. He may, like I said, may not be the head of the table. Uh, we'll Where see is about Mark Kerr these days? Do we know? Huh? Where is Mark Kerr these days? Do we know? He's alive. I don't know what he's doing. Dang. So I no, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Um, at least I don't know about it. So, but yeah, excited to see that movie. Excited to see The Rock book the UFC 300 main event. Uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, some UC business news, speaking of some other UC business news, this really flew under the radar, man. Um, not surprised because you know most MMA media barely pays any attention to this stuff, and so that's the case with a lot of fans too. UC uh, 300 will go down on April 13th. Two days later, the UC will be in courts in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the start of the antitrust trial. Uh, we've talked about this before, bankrolled by uh, former OGs of the game, guys like Nate Cord, Kung Lee, who have been quietly working behind the scenes uh, on this lawsuit, essentially saying that the UC's a monopoly, and they bought out their competitors to drive down fighter pay, and that's why we've seen leaked test, uh, text messages come from the likes of Dana White and so on and so forth uh, through Discovery. They're officially going to trial April 15th if the UC loses. The damage could be catastrophic for the company, uh, whether it be you know, losing up to $1.6 billion in cash uh, and even being potentially be forced to rework their contracts as well. Um, I know that we don't have – I mean, what do you think about this? I know there's not a whole lot to add, but, I mean, just another just another. Just, cr- just crazy how the timing is, man. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting timing, man. Very interesting timing. I mean – it reminds me a lot of UFC 200. I remember, I remember the days leading into UFC 200. We talked, we, there was talk of a sale, and Dana was like, "Nope, no sale happening, not happening, not going to happen." And then two days after UFC 200 happened, boom, a sale happened. And now, you know, years later, UFC 300, 
it's, they're going to go to trial. So much different in terms of uh, the you outcome. Someone asked Dana about that? Asked about the trial or whatever at in one of the posts by Presser? Uh, he was not asked about it in the post by Presser. He was asked about it by Aaron Braunstetter of uh, Sportsnet. Shout out Aaron, one of the OGs. And uh, he, Dana said that he wasn't worried about it because it doesn't involve him. So, wow. Which is really funny to say because his text messages are being used as proof and evidence. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a damn near a billionaire. There's nothing they can do to Dana White, but... Right. Yeah. Anyways, man. I mean, that's that's all I got. I don't have a whole lot to say about this, because we still need to wait and see. Um, and who knows? They may This trial may, may, not, may, may not even happen. They may reach a settlement. Who knows? I doubt it, but weirder stuff has happened. Um, last Dude, week, someone tweeted out, though. They didn't want to... Did the Shamrock Brothers say something on Twitter? Yeah, I covered this for BJPen.com. It, Frank, it was Frank Shamrock. Uh, Frank Shamrock, who, I mean, there are guys who have been erased from UFC history. I think nobody more than him, um, if I think about it. I mean, this he was he was the first ever light heavyweight champion. Could you give me, like, your top five list? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. <laughs> top five would be hard. Or top three, you know, we'll make it a little smaller. Uh, I mean, one day Ngannou is going to be on there. Um <laughs> It's true. I mean, they're already saying, like, this guy is the only Cameroonian fighter, you know? Um, I think, so I, I'd say Frank Shamrock uh, is is probably number one because he's a guy that was so good back in the day. I mean, he 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 fought Tito Ortiz and beat the piss out of him whenever Tito was in his prime. Like, he had five, I want to say four title defenses and then retired because there was literally, like, just no competition for him. Um yeah, I mean, I'd say that he's number one by far. I think maybe, I think you could throw probably Mighty Mouse in there, right? I mean, yeah. he, he's, and, yeah. and, and I mean, there's smaller guys, right? Like a bunch of just random fighters that, you know, just older, older guys from way back when. Yeah. Yeah, there's other guys. I mean, I, I'd have to think about it to make an actual. You think they try to raise Mayhem Miller out of their history? Mayhem Miller didn't have much of a UFC history, unfortunately, you know? <laughs> he only, I think he only fought actually twice for the promotion. So, um, I remember he fought GSP back in the day whenever his, and he was losing and his coach told him to use that, I can't say the word, it's one of my favorite corner moments ever, uh, at least it used to be. <laughs> I need <laughs> to look that up now. He's in the corner and he's like, use your R-word strength, pick him <laughs> up, you know, and he was yelling at Mayhem Miller. Um, yeah, man, I mean, there's definitely, Frank <laughs> yes. Stamrock was one of those guys that was, that was a race and he was like, man, he put up on, on Twitter because like they, his UC.com profile page. Uh, is like of a like a gray silhouette with like the wrong record. It doesn't say former champion or anything. Uh, and he's like, man, why do they erase in history? I can't wait for that antitrust trial, you know. And then Nate Quarry was like, hey, I want to be there in Las Vegas the day it starts. You want to come, you know? So if they have fighters like in the front row for that trial, like that'd be pretty epic. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty fucking cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, man, the guys like Frank Shamrock, they're not even gonna get paid out from this, so. But it's good for the next generation. Guys who have just been, you know, just been handed a shit hand. Like, God, I don't know. I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. In life or in anything. People that choose to side with corporate elite over their own brothers and sisters working on the line. You know what I mean? Because you're more relating to Frank Shamrock than you're relating to Dana White. And, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. So, yeah, anyways, man. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see April 15th uh, have that date circled. But anyway, speaking of dates, uh, June 1st, June 1st, uh, you know, six days before my birthday, getting a little bit of an early gift. Archer Betterby will be taking on Dimitri Bivol in Saudi Arabia. This is another big Saudi fight announcement. 
Uh, I've personally, it's probably the fight I've wanted to see most in boxing for the last couple of years. What do you make about it, man? I'm ready. Yeah? Who, who, or I have, it doesn't really matter because we're not going to pick it. We're going to really pick boxing matches. Who are you leaning towards as of now? Oh, God. Beva. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm probably I'm same same thing. Yeah, I mean, same. a better better reef is good, but I think I think if you're an intelligent, like if you if you want to make it, I think the intelligent choice is Bivol. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I've seen a lot of people say that uh, better be oh, we're just gonna walk through. It's like, man, I don't know about that, bro. Like, I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, we're gonna have to see the night of if that is the case, but. I can't guarantee that. You know what I mean? Where I yeah. can more comfortably see a B-ball, you know, kind of a typical B-ball performance compared to a better B-ball performance. Yeah. And by the way, opening odds from FanDuel, minus 110, minus 110, dead even. I think that's so, fair. Yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, definitely, man, I'm so excited for that fight. And I don't have this actually in the rundown, but it was a, it's been a good morning for boxing announcements. I don't know if you've seen this, Angel, but, like, this came out this morning. Um, <laughs> fucking also came out. Rolly Romero is going to fight Isaac Cruz on the that. undercard of Tim Zhu versus Keith Thurman going down March 30th on pay-per-view. I saw that as well. Which is, I mean, as far as a main and co-main for a, box, for a boxing card goes, that's fucking sick, dude. That's a great card. That's solid. It's solid as fuck. Yeah, now Ryan Garcia is going to have to figure out who the fuck he wants to. Well, are they working on Cambosa's uh, Loma? Oh yeah, that's going. To, I think that's already been announced. Um, let me see the date for that one. They're going to be fighting for the IBF title, I believe, and that's going to be a really rough fight for our boy George Cambosos, man. But uh, it'd be like that. It says it's they're going to fight May twelfth, May twelfth. So. There we go, man. It's it's a good time for boxing, bro. It's a good time for boxing. These last two years, bro. Yeah. And also, you know, I look, you got to give credit where it's due. I texted you this, and I, I couldn't believe that more people weren't talking about it. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Turkey uh, Aljik, I, I don't want to fuck up his name, uh, the guy that's been working on Saudi Arabia's behalf to, like, make all these big boxing matches, he did, like, this long interview with The Zone where he talked about a bunch of stuff, and, and you know, they just blew him for an hour. Uh, but at one point, he's like, I have, mo- I have a couple priorities in boxing. You know, I want to make the big fights, but also, I want to make a video game. It's been 10 years since we've had a video game, and I'm like, fuck, dude, this motherfucker's speaking my language, dude. If, if Turkey Algeek makes Fight Night fucking five or whatever, it's over. It's over. Take my money, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, man. But uh, anyways, anyways, um, good, times to, good times for boxing, man. Good times for boxing. Uh, last bit of news. Uh, early this morning, uh, the Roadhouse trailer featuring Conor McGregor and Jake Gyllenhaal was released. Angel, instant reaction. What'd you make of it? Connor's got that main energy character. <laughs> He's got main character energy, bro. Uh, he, he fucking... Main I, character I was kinda, energy. I, may, I mixed it up there, but you, you know what I meant. Yeah, no, no, I get you. I get you. Dude, watching that trailer, I was kind of like, ah, you know? But then Connor comes into the bar, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm sold. <laughs> I, any, anytime he just pops up, though, I, I always think of that meme. Proper 12! Like, it just, it, I just can't, it just can't escape me, dude. Yeah, he actually, that's why he, he went into the bar so angry. He walked in there, and nobody was fucking drinking Proper 12. There was no that's Proper why he 12 or Iron, 
It's no Irish stout, no nothing. <laughs> That's why he had but it's Jake Gyllenhaal, bro. He just there was nothing, you know. He I wonder just, how Connor's acting's gonna be. Well, actually, Roadhouse a documentary. Actually, he wasn't acting. <laughs> Dude, he was. He was like he was like the fucking the old guy in the pub back in 2019. You know, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jokes aside, uh, on a scale of one to ten, would you give it the trailer? Oh, like a six and a half. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a solid seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. I was actually surprisingly entertained. If it's just Connor's bit, then it's like a solid. Eight. Honestly, it's probably like a nine. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Right? It's coming. It's coming out March twenty first on Amazon Prime. God damn it, Josh. We're not sponsored. We don't do that. No, I mean I have to just say. I mean, fuck, dude. If could you imagine if if, if Roadhouse the movie decided to sponsor us? Fuck it. Well, hey, you know what? We'll talk. We'll talk about Roadhouse every week until it comes out. If they if they hit us up, you know. No joke. <laughs> Anyways, I mean that's all we got, man. Any closing thoughts before you you go ahead and uh, get out of here? I will say, me and Josh did not know there was no UFC this weekend, so we were kind of like, oh shit, we're here and there's no UFC, but it's okay, we'll come back next week with uh, some good breakdowns, some decent, maybe, you know, some subpar analysis, honestly, but we'll be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll pick some bad fights, you know, it's just, you know, the usual, you know. We'll, we'll have some shitty takes that could be made fun of down the line, maybe, you know. Yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. No, I definitely know. won't, don't, you know. <laughs> Won't turn out bad at the end, you know. Um, picked Amanda Nunes to, to lose the fucking <laughs> Felicia Spencer that one time, you know. Uh, anyways, guys, um, yeah, we'll we'll be back. We'll be back next week with some previews. Um, hope you guys enjoy the show. It's a little bit of a different one, obviously, because there was nothing to preview. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed. I'm at Josh Evanoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore a one at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show on X. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, peace and butt grease. Mouse click.